We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Jolly Ned is such an interesting character in the debate on Tuesday night. He sort of confessed that after after being adamant in his denial that he had done, sent any uh, nursing home patients with COVID back into nursing homes, denied it adamantly, and then kind of opened the door to the fact that he may have by suggesting that he, well, there were some wards opened in empty wings of nursing homes that he sent COVID patients to which of course you know there would be no security to protect the disease from flowing from one side to the other so on the air with Brian this morning he uh, and by the way the rule of thumb is a politician is always in trouble when he's talking when he's defending himself instead of going after his opponent, and that's what Ned is doing here. It's fun to listen to him with Brian this morning. Listen. The people saluted the fact that Connecticut did not do it like New York. We set up standalone uh, COVID recovery centers, standalone, because we had uh, empty nursing homes. We were able to retrofit. In a few cases, you're right, there were some closed-down wings in um, existing nursing homes. Closed-down wings. Now, how would government, especially a government that pays no attention to how anything actually works in practice, no details. How would it protect against the seepage of COVID from the empty wing that they fill with COVID patients and the one on the other side of the door? Segregated from the rest of the, um, you know, folks there. And, how um, segregated? They were, how? Um, again, we put some of those folks there to recover. Uh, in most cases, you had separate um, oh? nurses taking care of things. And so- oh, in most cases, uh, there were probably some. Oh, listen to this. In some cases, we were really short of nurses early on. So we made sure that they came in, changed all their clothing, changed the masks. So we did everything he can to make sure we're safe. Um, okay, so he did everything he could to make sure people were safe. But he did not make sure that nursing home patients with COVID put into existing nursing home facilities were somehow blocked from spreading the disease because they let workers flow from one side to the other. Ned admitted it after denying it. It's such a beautiful thing to watch Jolly Ned in action. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Rant line time, 860-751-4698. If you want to call in a rant of your very own, you can do so. We'll take some phone calls as well. 
as we have ourselves a bunch of fun on this Thursday afternoon. God, I, I got to say, you have the patience of 10 men. Wednesday night when that idiot Paul called. Oh, don't be like that. He's water with his ideas. He just can't get one thing out. You yeah, know? you know, he's, uh, he's not particularly focused in the way he uh, addresses. This was yesterday's Paul, not today's Paul. But the... Um, you know, there's no need for the name-calling and stuff. Be nice. Be nice. Be nice. Hey, Todd, this is Jerry from Naugatuck. Jerry's always I nice. just got one word for the Democrats. Out! <laughs> Out with you all! We're going to boot you in the butt! Out! Thanks. Jerry, that was your meanest and best rant ever. I like the rage. I like, well, that was just brilliantly written and executed. For all of you that looked at the polls and it showed uh, that Stefanowski and Leora Levy were 10 and 15 points behind, uh, do you really believe that's the case? Uh, as we see the polls today, it's a lot closer. Stefanowski a couple of points, Leora Levy a couple of points, one way or the other. And uh, one last question for anybody thinking of not voting for Republicans in this particular race. If you were trying to destroy the country, would you do anything differently than what the Democrats are doing today? These are these people are socialists and communists and Marxists together, telling each other that they have to vote in unity regardless of how they may think individually. That includes Johanna Hayes, and it includes, of course, uh, uh, Nedley, who is 100% on board with the Biden agenda, or so he says. Yeah, so um, things are going well, I think. Things are going really well. Ignore polls. Vote and work and contribute and do anything you can in the in the next several days. Absolutely. Hi, Todd. Well, you know, we should not have early voting because it seems like a week before elections, the real truth comes out about the candidates. And for those who have voted early, it's too late and they regret it. So I say no to early voting. Early Later. voting. Early voting is uh, anti-democracy, to put it in Democrat terms. It's anti-democracy. It's as simple as that. Stop messing with the system to make it more porous and harder to execute and more suspicious. Just not a good thing. Hello, Todd. November 2-2. Nancy Pelosi's invasion of her house and the injuring of her husband is not right. I agree. 100% not right. But most of your listeners or all of your listeners and everybody must know that it was no weapon involved as far as an AR-15, a lookalike AR-15, no weaponry was involved as far as a projectile. It was a hammer, and he had two hammers. And if you go back and check the FBI records over the years, the number one killing of people is bludgeoning. It's been right there for everybody to see. John, this is great. I could not find this particular uh, source that you're citing 
about bludgeoning, bludgeoning in general being the number one cause uh, weapon used in murder or cause of murder. But but the um, I found also an interesting one that for last year, the number one murder weapon was fists. No, is that well? No, let me just say I think I'm saying it wrong. That that fists were yes, this is definitely the right way to say it. That what I found was fists were used more often in murders than rifles were last year. That's that's what I saw. That fists were used more often were more often the a weapon of murder than rifles were just to provide a little context to the democrats rampage of uh of outrage and media uh clogging with their message of the need for um gun control and and rifle control and all that kind of stuff it's very interesting Ed Lamont, whose family funded the library at Harvard, and it is named the Lamont Library, has absolutely no clue how to be a governor and how to do anything. The fact that that clown wouldn't stand up and debate any more than two times uh, with uh, Mr. Stefanowski is all I need to know. Yeah, I wouldn't even credit him with two times. I mean, the first time was taped during the day, played at night. And then this one hardly gets full credit because it was a week before the election. You know, the utter lack of respect for the people of the state is it's too bad the people of the state don't understand the contempt that jolly Ned is showing for you when he manipulates in this way but on the other hand it's common it's common he, blumenthal is just doing the one debate with leora levy he got his butt kicked last night so you can understand his reluctance to debate her but still if you after 37 years in office you would think that you would have some sense of uh, dignity and a need to honor the, the ideas of the democratic principles that you talk about all the time with your communist friends. Come on, man. The Democrats continue to push these debates to as close to the election day as possible to take advantage of early voting to their advantage uh, is yet another reason why all voters should vote no on the early voting initiative. There is absolutely no there are no words in that initiative as it's written right now that will give any control to the uh, to the people. It will simply give the Democrat legislators who probably will still have control uh, the means to be able to tailor it to their advantage. Thanks, Todd. Can't trust those people. Can't trust them. Hey, Todd, just want to call it in. Um, Hands down. Mr. Stefanowski won that debate last night. Hands down down a plus he would have got a plus plus if he had pressed uh some of the issues like education and maybe said something to uh lamont like how do you know about public education you never went to a public school stuff like that but otherwise not even close the bobblehead got crushed steph crushed the bobblehead last night <laughs> i mean it was it wasn't even close i mean if you put him in if you were to apply academic academic debate mm-hmm. standards to that debate it, it was hands down stefanowski and another thing mr totaling or hodling whatever his name is Hodling. i mean is he working for bob i mean is he working for ned i mean all all his positive statements were towards ned 
all his negative statements were towards Bob. Yes, well, that's good for Bob. That's how it should be, because if he's agreeing, if hodling the third-party candidate with 4% of the vote in the polls, if he is holding hands with Ned, that would take votes away from Ned, perhaps. And if he's differentiating himself from Bob, making himself clearly another liberal in the race, which he obviously is, then that's good for Bob because the votes would go to Bob who of those who are repelled by the socialists. I mean, whose side is that guy on? I mean, he, he, they say he's independent. But you go back, look at the number of positive statements he made towards Ned versus the positive statements he made towards Bob. Yeah, they're, they're not saying that he's independent, i.e. not affiliated with a, a belief system in one of the parties. What they're saying is he's a member of the independent party. There is a political party in the state of Connecticut that is called the independent party, and he is their candidate for governor. Bob, and you'll see a big lopsided difference. He shouldn't even have been there. If 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 it was one on one, it would have been they would have called it in the second round. Well, that's why Ned required that Hodling be there before he agreed to a debate. Just one of the ways he wanted to deny people their democratic opportunity to see a one on one debate. They had to call in the second round. The only thing that kept kept it going uh, kept from a massacre was was that third-party candidate hodling. Yes, exactly. Thank you for <laughs> It sounds like the, he adjusted his uh, pronunciation of the name after he heard me, but, of course, he recorded this first. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Ned Lamont. <laughs> there he is. It's Jolly Ned. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Ned Lamont. <laughs> I'm back from the great debate, and uh, it was I, I I really like like the thing. So, you know, basically you can just say anything, and uh, you know the other parties involved they can't really check up on your facts, and people are too lazy sitting in front of their television sets to check up on the facts. So basically, if you're the governor or somebody with power, you can just say whatever you want, of course, and yeah. uh, get away with it. That's exactly. what I've been doing last few years. Uh, I'm all thinking of voting for Bob Stefanowski, Bob Stefanowski. Um, you know, he seems like a pretty good guy. And, you know, he knows how to make a good joke or two once in a while. Anyway, so don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, election's coming up. Make sure you get out to the polls. And uh, especially here if you're in the union, you know who to vote for. Wink, wink. This, <laughs> this message has been paid for by, uh, by uh, yeah, me, Ned Lamont, because I got all that millions of dollars I put into the campaign. <laughs> Stephanowski will never catch up to me. <laughs> uh, any any version of Ned is uh, is amusing. Robert and Meriden, hi, you're on WTIC. Uh, yeah, hello. Great show you guys got. I like your uh, daytime and uh, morning time uh, show. Um, but uh, but what if um, if um, Mr. Stefan or Bob Stefanowski, Mr. or Governor Stefanowski, um, becomes governor? Can they put something on the ballot that says something about trans, transgender kids allowing to compete with other uh, high school kids or, or middle school? And is that um, allowable? Or I don't know. You or mean to, to change the policies in the state to prohibit uh, he, transgender athletes 
to compete. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think it's fair. I mean, it just doesn't seem that I don't think the advantage, it doesn't seem like it's right. No, it isn't right, of course. And and it's one of the things that has Democrats in trouble, I think. It's one of the smaller things, but it's part of the collection of issues that makes people realize that there's something wacky about Democrats, something well, outside how, of the mainstream. How can, could they actually, I mean, you know, yes. if, if uh, Mr. Stefanowski or... No, I believe that I believe can, that can Democrats have on like a referendum or something. I don't know like, if you have to do that. I think you would just have to get the legislature to pass something. But but if you couldn't get the legislature, then maybe you could do a referendum. I don't but, know. But here's something also which is interesting to me. A, a totally a sort of the same type of topic. Um, when you're uh, playing chess, the game of chess, uh, there's different leagues between men and women mm -hmm. because the women supposedly have an advantage because they're more superior because they're smarter that's what they claim and there's not they don't have no when you're playing chess there's obviously no uh physical advantage but uh i, I was intrigued by that uh, um because because i don't know i mean are they really that much smarter well, you, it's, I don't know that anyone's researched why women might be better chess players. I've never heard that before. But that would be, you know, that could be any number of reasons. It might be they're more comfortable sitting still and studying for long periods of time because certainly well, why boys. Why can't they compete with the men? Oh, women can't compete with the men? Is that what you're saying? No, absolutely not. No, no. Oh, I'm no, sorry. I thought you said the opposite. No, no, no. The women cannot compete with the men. In um in chess. Yeah, I, I don't know what the reason might be. Maybe less experience, less cultural. I don't think that's because they're stronger. They could throw the shot up further. I, yeah, I'm only kidding. <laughs> but um, no, Robert, thank you for the call. It's good to hear from you. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. More rants. Hey, Todd, American patriot. You know, Stefanowski's a complete disgrace to even bring up them officers' funerals because he had a hand in that person having an AR-15, a weapon of war, just like the rest of you people that vote Republican and elected officials, people on this radio show, to even bring up that funeral is a disgrace because that blood's on your hands. Oh, my, my, my. That is the guy who calls himself the Great Patriot. Yeah, hi, Todd. Um, I have a issue with pro-lifers, um, especially those Ooh, that are... this is going to be interesting to listen to, but I just realized it's too long to play right now, so we'll have to do it after we get a traffic update. But we will do it. And then um, Reese is supposed to join us. This is Thursday. Yeah, Reese on the radio will be here. And you can call in another rant if you want. We'll play a couple more if we have time. 860-751-4690. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the 
energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Yeah, it's WTIC. So happy election time. Tis the season to be jolly. Steven Springfield, what's up? Um, hi, Todd. How you doing? Um, What's going I, on, Steve? I think we're going. No, what was I saying? Um, I I think in the in the midterm elections, um, we might be facing kind of a weird quandary. We're probably going to win the House and the Senate, but it's not going to be a two thirds majority, which means it'll it'll be impossible to pass veto proof uh, legislation uh, that that Joe Biden can't veto. Um, and I, I just hope that some of the people we're, erect, uh, we're electing have some stones, because the only way we might be able to get any meaningful legislation passed is to is to just block the Democrats and not let them pass anything they want to on, on, unless they. Help well, that's all. That. You know, the, the Republicans are virtually short of winning the House with a comfortable margin. So right. uh, that that allows them to block what Biden wants to do right off the bat. Well, well, it's not just blocking what Biden wants to do. It's like when they try to pass like a like an emergency budget or, mm-hmm. or some kind of a drastically necessary thing. We might have to hold their feet to the fire because I, I, we're going I don't know if we can last two years without getting some legislation passed. That's that's going to like reverse some of the damage that they've done the last two years. Yeah, that's a lot to hope for. You know, the the yeah. the what you can do is stop. Uh, more damage, like more multi-trillion-dollar um, inflationary yeah, I, spending. I I just hope we don't wind wind up with a bunch of soft rhinos. That oh, there's down. you know, there's always going to be a bunch of soft rhinos. That's just the nature of politics. They come from the the states that have more Democrats, and it's harder for Republicans right. to win. So. The soft rhinos will be there. We have to be excited to stop Biden from doing the damage, continuing to do the damage, the type of damage that he's done, because he has done some horrible damage to the country in a remarkably short period of time. 860-522-9842. Thank you, Steve, for the call. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Rock and roll, baby. It is election season. How much fun is that? Did you happen to check and see if uh, to see if Reese was around? You did? He is around. Reese is around? Reese yeah. on the radio? You're hey, on the sir. radio? How are you? Hello sir? there, Reese. 
What's going on? Well, that's what you're supposed to be hey, here Hey, I've got for. plenty of things going on. And, you know, I don't know whether or not you know this, but I've, I just moved recently. No, and, I did yeah, not know. You didn't share this vital piece of information. <laughs> it means your life has been miserable. Ugh, it's it's so miserable. And and that coming from a guy who owns a moving company. Yeah. I, I hate this. You're supposed stuff. to know how to get this done. But, <laughs> hey, of I course, gotta... if you're like a plumber, you probably don't have any boxes uh, available for <laughs> I had packing nothing. at home. Oh, no, but I made it look. I, I did practically the whole move by myself, which is, again, the sort of benefit of being a mover and being mm-hmm. in the business. But you know what? I wanted to sort of, because I think there's a little theme going on here, and it's sort of like new things and new beginnings. I understand you're experiencing a little bit of a new beginning yourself. Really? Well, Roland. Oh, Roland. Well, that's just a continuation of great producers. But okay, Absolutely. I'll go along with your theme. Well, go with me. No, no, because new things. And I, and I want to take an opportunity because my kids, they're starting to get into the workforce. Mm-hmm. And my middle kid, uh, middle stepchild, has just gotten to the workforce, and she's working at um, one of those. I don't want to give up, give away the name, but it's one of those, um, let's say, niche little stores that the kids like to go to at the mall. For clothes, for clothes and other trinkets and weird stuff. So that you know, girls t-shirts. like to go to. Girl, yeah, girls really love these places. There are two of them. Mm-hmm. One begins with an H, another one begins with an S. I'm, I don't want to give them any props. Yeah, you don't have to. Go yeah. ahead. But, yeah, so, so she started working there. So, again, she likes working there because, of course, it's her atmosphere. All the kids are just, you know, in essence, she's going to be. It gives her status. Nah, not really. No. Not really. This is nothing more than an extension of her college. You know, because kids are going to be hanging out there. So she's going to see kids from school. Mm-hmm. You know, she's going to be in that environment. So well, that's I what get... I mean. She's got a platform right there yes. in the mall. Who's got yes. that? Exactly. So I'm trying to convince her to do something a little bit of out, you know, outside of her scope of sort of uh, comfortability, if for, to, to okay. coin a phrase. Uh, so I'm trying to get her to do something that has, one, an opportunity for corporate uh, uh, sort of growth. You mean you, you want to take away her, her good time in the store? You want right. her to do something else? I want her to do what it is that the rest of us had to do, and that's horrible jobs <laughs> so that we can learn the value of well, I don't know. Doing at retail buck. at the mall sounds pretty horrible. No, retail at the mall. Come on. That's kiddie stuff. I never worked retail. I used to pack groceries when I was a kid. Uh, I used to uh, work in a lumber shop. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, a lumber place uh, when I was a kid. I worked in... Um, I never worked retail, but I, I did do um, I did sell shoes, which has got to be well. I guess that's retail, but it was probably the worst the, job. Oh, I ever that's terrible! People smelly feet, and you have oh, to. Oh my goodness! I had the worst customers ever, and I worked <laughs> for a company that, that's long gone now. Mm-hmm. But I worked for a company many uh, my generation, Stride, my right? generation. No, Tom McCann. Tom McCann, that's long gone. <laughs> yeah, that's tragic. Yeah, so that I was a Canadian at, company, wasn't it? Well, yes, I worked at Tom McCann when I was a kid, and I hated that job because there was this one woman. I'm not, I've never revealed her name, but she came in all the time. And when I say her feet were not attractive, that's be, I mean, that's putting it mildly. Well, you're talking odor or other kind of attractive? Oh, 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 uh, odor, definitely. Okay. And, and, she, and you have regular customers who haunt you in shoe stores? Oh, shoe stores? Oh, absolutely. Especially a neighborhood shoe store. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the same groups of people all the time. So, you know, working that. But I think that in order for a kid to really get, you know, test their metal, they can't work in 
one of those little trinket stores. They've got to work at real, you know, jobs because then they'll make career decisions based upon the hardships they went through in their workforce. So you want her to get a job at Tom McCann so she can be as miserable as you were. <laughs> Not Tom McCann. I mean, most kids can work at a footlocker now. Those places are kind of cool. You know, you work at a place like that, that's, you know, you're kind of in your environment. But I don't Can I ask you there. a little side question? Sure. I, I'm sorry to interfere with the flow no, here, no, but okay. But I'm curious about picking shoes in terms of sizes. What yes. do you do when you're between the the sizes on shoes? When you say when you what do you do? Oh, as a as a person who's like, how do you shoes? make a decision about whether you should always go, go large or small? Yeah, you always go a size up. Yeah, you, you, you have mean it's to. better to have the shoe be too big than a little too small. That is correct. You well, you don't ever want to wear a pair of shoes too small. And I talk from experience. You know, I was a poor kid growing up and the kids in the neighborhood uh, I guess it's some sort of uh, I, I guess it's some sort of nicety if you will they used to give me their old cooler shoes because mm -hmm. I had to shop at a place like Tom McCann so they would give me their nicer shoes I wore a size eight and they'd give me their size seven and a half but it was miserable sure I had the coolest new sneakers out but my feet were killing me <laughs> well I understand if you're off by a half size but I have these shoes I love, and they just, I happen to be in the middle of the size. And the big ones don't quite hold my sh my foot sometimes snug enough, and there's a little motion in there, and that's what starts to get your knee bothering you or you've whatever. Never, wait a minute. Wait, you've never remedied a shoe too big what situation? What do you do? No. You put, you put t tissue paper in the front of the shoe. I'm not going to put t tissue paper in my Why shoe. Why not? Well, because it'll be different all the time. No, it wouldn't be. You abuse the tissue paper. You, trust me, you, it, there's a system that you get. Would you, you say you abuse the tissue paper? No, you take the tissue paper and you put it up to the front of the shoe. Yeah. And you test it out a couple of times. Now, I'll admit, you have to put some time into this. But you put it up in the front of the shoe. You put the shoe on. You walk around. You see if it flops around a little bit. You wait until you get it to the perfect measure. Oh, man. And now I see why you didn't last at Tom McCann. Are you kidding me? Of course. <laughs> but that's what you do. I can't listen. You're going to get a lot of people who are going to say, Tom, I, uh, Todd, what are you crazy? You put tissue paper in the shoe. You always do that. Some people used to wear more socks, but I told him I caution. Again. It's funny. We're having this conversation because I was just thinking today. I have to try the smaller ones and just see how I do with those. What, what size? If you mind my asking, what size do you wear? I'm like a. A ten and a quarter, and well, you're tall. What are you? Six feet, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're six feet, and you're ten and a half, or ten. I've and a got quarter. small feet. That's not bad for for a six foot guy. He's usually twelve and above. So yeah, I'm a size thirteen. But when I Yikes. go, when I buy like Converse, like uh, All Stars, the Chuck Taylors, those are my mm -hmm. favorite sneakers. You can't walk a lot in them, and that prevents me from walking around a lot. Of, but I love those sneakers. But they never have them in a size 12. So I buy a size 13, and it's always fine. And you throw the uh, garbage and whatever you can find in there to fill I'll it throw up. in a little bit of tissue paper up in the front if I have to. Okay. I'm sorry I brought this up because no, I no, think what okay. you were doing was more intriguing. So finish up your uh, – no, we're talking I'm to Reese on the that, radio. Thank you, guys. Uh, that's ReeseOnTheRadio.com. You know, I'm just interested in new jobs and people going into new careers. And I know Roland has only been there for four days, and, you know, it's one of those things – Whenever I have to deal with somebody who's working on uh, new at a job, they're usually very nervous, and um, they're worried about every move that they make. And I always tell the new guys, just relax. You have to be able to make mistakes. I'd, I'd rather you ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. 
you know. Yeah. Take, well, take, Reese Reese is doing fine. He's uh, he's uh, rolling. You mean? I, I'm sorry, Roland. You're Reese. Ro, Ro, Roland has taken Reese's advice and is making mistakes, but you know, the, <laughs> but just just enough so he can learn. Because it's good to make the mistakes at the beginning, because the, they're discoveries. Yes. They're chances to to find out what the and if you're not messing anything up, you're not trying hard enough. Yeah, we, you know it's so funny. I'm trying to teach my kids. Uh, a sort of a new saying that I'm trying to get a lot of people to catch on to. It's like no one ever learned anything by getting it right. So get it wrong. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's kind of the way that life goes. Life lessons are learned by screwing it up. So, you know, so, and learning from those mistakes, of course. So, Roland, I applaud you, Roland. Congratulations. Roland and, is uh, awesome. I'm glad you connected with him. I did immediately. I just wanted I wanted to show Roland that I appreciate anybody starting a new job because it's a, it's a risk. Uh, and when you take on something like that, you never know how it's going to go. It could you, know, you could move your whole family across country for a new job and it'd be abysmal. Can you imagine doing that? Have you done that? Of course I have. What? an of I've never moved across the country for a job. I have. I've, I've you know, moved a little distance, but not across the country. Yeah, I moved across the country for a job, and I've seen that happen. I had a poor girl. If I can tell you this story, it's the greatest story ever. Um, I used to work for U-Haul uh, in a corporate office, and I get a phone call from this girl who moved from Richmond to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. She calls me the next day because her truck got towed with her belongings in it. Turns out that while she was driving, the police officer, state police, pulled her over, and um, they did a little sobriety check in the was him and i guess she was tired but he thought that she was under the influence they lock her up and tow away her u-haul truck she's on her way to a new job in dc <laughs> she had to start that monday she gets arrested on friday she spends the night in jail she gets in, involved in a fight while she's in a jail cell with a lady of the night who was arrested with her she shows up to work Monday morning, finally getting all of her stuff, finally moving to her apartment, her first day on the job. She's got a shiner as big yep. as Pluto. How delightful. <laughs> she traveled across country for this job. Now, the moral of the story is move before you get to the weekend, before you start your new job. Always get there early. Yeah. All right, Reese. Thank you, sir. Thank My you. Pleasure. Good to talk with you. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. Hey, Roland, good luck. Yeah, he's going to need it. He's working with me. Thank you, Reese. 860 Let's check in with Mike from Plainville. Hey, Mike. Four years of college uh, back in the 70s, and the biggest thing I learned was diversity. It was four years diversity training because I, I grew up in northwest Connecticut, all white people. I played two sports. Half of my teammates were black. That's Spanish. And whites, Irishmen from the Boston area, New York. I don't, I don't go for this Kyrie Irving or any of this bigotry that's that's going on. It makes that's why I don't watch the NBA anymore. I just these players they need to need to shut up. He he deserves a suspension minimum and a fine, a big fine. I forget what did he say exactly. It was a Jewish thing, right? Yeah, he made a comment about Jews. I mean, you should. I just. It's not just the NBA, it's the other pro sports, too. Their behavior. Yeah, well. It needs to be examined. It's the land of free speech. We've got to accept that sometimes it's going to be a little rough, Mike, the speech. Thank you for the call. Good to hear from you.
This caller, yeah, we started this before. We've got to uh, get back to it. Yeah, hi, Todd. Um, I have a issue with pro-lifers, um, especially those that are running for office, not being on the offensive, um, especially someone like Laura Levy, who should express that Leora. she is pro-life for the specific reason that she wants women to experience you know, the excitement and the intimate love of giving birth to their own child. And, you know, she wants to spare women the reality of losing a very real part of their physical and emotional, you know, being forever. Um, they have a vested interest in being that that baby is legitimately half, 50% them. And when they have an abortion, they're losing part of themselves forever. Yeah, but that's a personal decision, that, that part of it. itself should say that she cares about women's health, their total health. That's a really you know, weird that, argument, isn't it? I've never heard that argument before. I mean, it would be nice if you could make decisions for other people about their personal lives and what they should want, but I think the thing you need to understand, though, about campaigns is they're trying to, they have very limited time to get their message out. They have figured out exactly what it is they need to communicate. And they make a list of those things, which you can memorize very quickly, because there's usually two or three things that they talk about. And you talk about those things. She's got her issues down with Dick Blumenthal. She's got a silly little one-hour debate, and that's it, to confront him and make her points. And she's not going to make points on the issues that aren't salient for her. So she kind of uh, pivoted off of that question and, and went into what she felt like she needed to talk about. That's how it works. Thank you for the call, though. Yes, rant line calls. You can call in anytime, 860-751-4698, 751-4698. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.